0: morning we will continue our series on the Holy Spirit. Uh, we started last week, first week, this will be the second week, and then next, uh, next week will be the last week. I feel like we can spend maybe 5, 10 Sundays to talk about the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? But we're going to try to compress it and bring it down and try to make it really brief. If you have any questions, if you want to talk more about the Holy Spirit, I would love to talk to you more about who he is. But um, just to give you a brief preview, just in case you were not here last week, um, I began last week by uh, talking about the Holy Spirit is God. I think in general, people have the misconception that the Holy Spirit is an absentee God or just a presence of God. Uh, That is true, he's a presence of God, but he is also God. Uh, He is alive and he's always in our midst. Not just 2,000 years ago or not just when we're in heaven, he's always with us and among us. And lastly, he's, he is always available, and he's always desiring to help us. I um, used the example last week of, of me as a novice learning how to paint to the, for the first time. And right next to me is Michelangelo. Uh, who else? Picasso, thank you, you were listening. Monet, all the incredible geniuses that can paint, that can draw, standing right next to me, offering help to me. But I decided to put on my headset and, like, no, I got this. I will learn how to draw for myself. I know you're awesome, but I don't need you. So that's what it's like if we don't use the Holy Spirit. And that's what it's like when the Holy Spirit is always constantly wanting to help us. So uh, that was uh, an example to help us keep in mind, if we don't tap into, if we don't try to seek the Holy Spirit, if we don't try to hear from the Holy Spirit for all the decisions that we make. Uh, this morning, we will touch on the role of the Holy Spirit and how we can facilitate the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in the life of the local church. So this week, the title is, I want to use the title, Potential versus Production. I may have used this example in the past, so if you have heard this before, please don't tune out. Uh, As most of you know, I love sports and action movies. I know Vanessa is sick of it. Every movie I choose is an action movie, somehow. Uh, So therefore, most of my references will be either sports-related or action movies-related. I may have used other non-action movies before, I think. But anyway, so when it comes to sports, or even in the business setting, you will hear the term potential versus production often. So very, very briefly, what it means is, if just in case you are not familiar, is it means someone has the potential to perform at an exceptional level versus someone who has a history of performing at a reasonable level and will continue to perform at a reasonable level over the long run. So all sports teams in general, when you may have heard about the drafting, right? They're drafting young players for the team. So they always want to draft young players with the potential to perform at an exceptional level down the road. An example is someone that, that has potential who can jump really high, who can run really fast, and who can make an incredible athletic play, but not able to put all those things together all the time. So it's like, okay, I'm going to draft you because you have the potential to be incredible all the time. So that's what it means to draft someone with potential. So, so you want to know, like, how does it do, what does it have to do with the Holy Spirit? Well, let's apply that potential versus production to our current series on the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit, we have the potential to do exceptional things, amazing things all the time without the holy spirit we can still be productive right this means doing things on our own just like the example that i told you earlier no i got this i'll learn how to draw on my own yeah eventually i'll learn how to draw but would you rather have someone who is an amazing genius that know what to do that can kind of like oh you know what you can skip all these 20 mistakes and then get straight to where you need to go so that's what it means in production is, uh, production is we, we may or may not make progress. You know, we're slowly coming along. We're slowly growing and maturing, but that is according to the society and the standard that's set by the environment around us. So sadly, uh, general, generally speaking, we have become okay with just being average, being production, right, being just average in terms of average, product, uh, being productive, operating without being filled with the Holy Spirit. But, but sadly, that's not just us that we're okay with. And that, that goes for me too, by the way. But it's not only us that sometimes we are just okay with being okay or being average. The devil, the devil is also very, very happy with us being okay or being average. Just kind of slowly coming along. It's okay. Just kind of stay where you are. Don't cause any trouble. Don't advance the kingdom. Don't talk about Jesus. Don't just try to pray for people. Don't just try to set people free. Just be okay right here. The devil is very happy for us to stay in a little corner, a little box, the things that we're familiar with. It's like similar to, I think we all know this because we've seen so many movies about the Egyptian, um, the Israelite, right, their slavery in in, in Egypt. And when God set them free, they all were complaining and moaning like, Put us, bring us back into slavery. Why did you have to set us free? They completely missed the point that they have been set free because they had, because, yes, when you're being set free, you have to provide for yourself, right? You have to work for yourself. But the thing is, when you provide for yourself, you get to keep. You keep what you made versus when you're a slave. You don't really get to keep anything. Like, that's number one. Not only do you get to keep what you have, but you can build upon what you have, through the next generation, through your children. Because as you, you cut off slavery, you cut off any change that we talked about, generational sin, and you build up upon it. So that's what it means to be free versus stay in the box. Just, okay, I'm comfortable where I am. So being content with average is not wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's not wrong. But it's also not wanting God's best for us. God wants so much more for us. Jesus wants us to be exceptional. I hope you have heard that before. He wants us to be exceptional. It's not a, this is not a motivational speech. He wants, it's the truth. He wants us to be exceptional. He has planned for us, every single one of us, every single one of us, not just, oh, someone who was born at this certain time, in this certain circumstances, every one of us to be exceptional. Because what? He equips every single one of us to be exceptional through the Holy Spirit. Right? We just talked about that. I can be exceptional just as someone who was just born in a nice setting. We talked about, um, me and Colin, we're talking about, yeah, yeah, I was a refugee. But Jesus wants me to be exceptional just as someone who was born here in a well-off family, a loving family. We all are meant to be exceptional because Jesus wants us to be that way. He equipped us with the Holy Spirit. So he, he spoke about us doing exceptional things. I think you may have heard this, John 14:14. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. There are many books written on this. What does it mean to be greater, such and such and such? But all I can see is you will do even greater things, period. If we believe in scriptures, that means we will do even greater things, and we can only do that because of the Holy Spirit, and we need the Holy Spirit. So he had sent the Holy Spirit to equip us to do exceptional things and to live up to our full potential. So what does this look like? With the help and the leading of the Holy Spirit, what we do will have an impact for eternity, right? Such as you share the good news with someone, they accept Jesus, they will have eternal life. That will radically, radically change their lifestyle, change their life trajectory. Not just for them, but also for their children and for the generation to come. Because I know, because of Jesus, because I have Jesus in my life, now my kids, oh, hello, now my kids will have a completely different life, different trajectory, because of Jesus. Right? Pray for breaking off generational sins and addictions. Do that forever. These generational sins or addictions, right? If you help someone, they may be able to avoid drinking or taking drugs for a week or a year, but to be able to radically break it off so that their children will not even know what it's like to have to struggle with generational sins, to struggle with relationships, to struggle with abuses and will no longer be passed on to future generations. Or pray for miraculous healing, for cancer and disease and sickness. So this is what I mean by having an impact for eternity. Potential versus production. Uh, Same thing is, this is the good thing, right? If you go feed a a homeless person, which is a good thing, so please hear what I'm saying. It is a good thing. However, they will be hungry again. But if you share the gospel, they will feast forever with Jesus. So that's the difference between the two in terms of potential and production. One's with the Holy Spirit. One is in our own efforts. So we have been given the Holy Spirit through Jesus so we can be exceptional, to fulfill our potential. So we need him in order to, to be sons and daughters at God Most High. So we may be able to do something on our own without the Holy Spirit. I can say that because I think most of us, we have to raise ourselves, right? Try to get jobs, provide for ourselves. So I think we may be able to do some of those things, but we need the Holy Spirit to do all the things that God calls us to be and to do. So let's look at some of the things that the Holy Spirit does for us and his role in the life of a believer. He gives us power. He gives us power. We need the Holy Spirit to give us power to pray for healing and for miracles, things that medical experts or science experts cannot explain. Right, um, I have a verse here, and we need the Holy Spirit, Acts 1-8. I think we're all familiar with it. But we will receive pow- But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. I think we all know that verse, right? But the thing we got to get is we, we need to remember is you will receive power first and then and you will be my witnesses. So if we don't receive power from the Holy Spirit, how can we be witnesses? Because there will be no power that will come through the things that we say and the things that we do. After we receive power from the Holy Spirit, that's when we can be witnesses. Try to be a witness without power. It would be just like nothing had ever happened. Right. That's what I mean. We need power to break off generational sins. Positive thinking is not going to help us do that. Break off abuses. Positive thinking is not going to be able to do that. But the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit will do that for us. He seals our salvation. I'm going to try to move very quickly. I, feel, I just realized that I use up a lot of time already. He, he, he seals our salvation. He guaranteed that it will happen. Second Corinthians 1.22, right? He guides us into the truth. So he would help us to distinguish what is truth and what is false versus what we see and hear around us and not to be swayed or persuaded or influenced by all the things that are happening around us, but to recognize, no, this is the truth. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to live my life. And this is what I'm going to put my raise my children and talk to them about, and also recognize and make life decisions, right? Make professional decisions or make relationship decisions that will have lasting impact because I know the truth, and I'm making the decision according to the truth that was revealed to me by the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit, we 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 need the Holy Spirit to and, and listen to the Holy Spirit because He is our teacher. I feel like I'm rushing. Right now, I need to slow down. Don't fall asleep, okay? I gave you guys a few minutes to get coffee, so don't fall asleep. He is our teacher. He helped us to understand scripture and help bring scripture to life to give meaning to the things that we that we read. He glorifies Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit to glorify Jesus. Otherwise, we're just gonna say positive things, but we need the Holy Spirit to glorify Jesus. Because when we declare with our mouths and make life choices, glorify Jesus, not just singing, but how we live also. Right? John 16, 14, he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. So even if we realize, oh, I need to glorify Jesus, it's because the Holy Spirit is telling us that we need to glorify Jesus. He gave us the fruit of the Spirit. I think it's been really downplayed on this because there's so many... This is not a knock on anyone. There's so many life cultures out there. But to truly have the fruit of the Spirit, which is what? Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You you can't get those things by just trying to think positively. That's what we need, the Holy Spirit. So then we can get all those things. We can't get all those things through our jobs or through our title or through how much money we have or, or through what we have done. We need the Holy, or, or how we look, right? We may think we look good, but maybe 50 years from now, not so much, right? <laughs> okay, I won't say anything because I know we're recording, but uh, the fruit of the Spirit. So he helped us in our, thank you, let's bring us back. He helps us in our prayer life, and he helps us to worship God, that's from 1 John 5. And he does all those things and more when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we can have all those things and more through the holy spirit and i want to take a few minutes and i know this section is actually really complex and it probably deserves three or four weeks but i want to take just a few (laughs) minutes to talk about what it is to be filled with the holy spirit there's so many times don't get caught up on the terminologies because i know sometimes when we study from a theology standpoint people argue well infilling means this Baptism means this. Outfilling means this. Just being filled with the Holy Spirit. Start with the basic first. Okay. Once we get that, then we can start studying and we can learn more about what each of those terms actually mean. But don't get hanged up on the terminology for now. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. As I said last week, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a gentleman. He will not force himself upon us. Right. Invite him to come in. Ask him to come in. Don't be stubborn because... I'm speaking from experience. Say, God, I will not do anything until you smack me on the head. See, that's not inviting, just in case you guys don't know. That's not inviting. That's not asking. Instead of, God, I'm not going to do anything until you slap me upside the head. Just say, God, please come in. Because it's much easier. It's much painless to go that route. Instead of God slapping us on the, well, you know what I mean. So we need the Holy Spirit to do the works that Jesus was doing and to do even greater things than what he did All right, so we need him to fully walk into our potential to be exceptional so let's go back to potential and production to be exceptional you need the holy spirit and in order to be exceptional we got to invite the holy spirit to come in ask the holy spirit to come in ask to be filled with the holy spirit you know there are many verses um that talked about being filled with the Holy Spirit, especially in the early church, about people being, being filled. They did incredible things because of their reliance on the Holy Spirit. I refuse, refuse to believe that they were better than us. Not true. I refuse to believe that they have more faith in us. No, not true. The only reason we see that is because they have access to the Holy Spirit. And you know what? We also have access to the Holy Spirit. So it's not because they have more faith in us. It's not because they, they knew more than us. No, we know more now because of the technology and all the available resources that we have. The only thing that they were able to do is their reliance on the Holy Spirit. And if we can do that, we can do all those things and greater things, right? There were many examples in scriptures about people being filled, being baptized in the Spirit after, the, after they were baptized in water. So there is an actual baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, we, we can talk about more on that later if you have any questions. Baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is available to us if we seek it. If we seek it. If we don't seek it, if we ignore it, ignore it, or if we think it's bogus, it's going to be hard because he's not going to force himself upon us. If we know what a gentleman is, I think in this room, in this church, pretty much I can speak to all the guys. All the guys know what is a gentleman. You don't just force your way in. You don't force yourself on anyone, Right? So, seek it ask for the Holy Spirit to reveal things to us, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We see an example in Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, right, about being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Acts 1, verse 4 and 5. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Example of early church being filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 8, um, this is when Peter and John went to Samaria and he said, they had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts chapter 19, when Paul went to Ephesus, and he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you, re- when you believe? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is the Holy Spirit. And then later on in verse 6, when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. So we see in these verses the necessity of receiving the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, and being baptized with the Holy Spirit in order to be exceptional. I've tried to summarize everything up by saying it is the good news. It is good to have eternal life. It is good to have salvation, but it's so much better to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is so much better to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I trust that we can see the, uh, the, the, the importance in the role of the Holy Spirit and our need for the Holy Spirit to reach our potential as followers of Jesus. Okay? There's production and there's potential. What separates the two is the Holy Spirit for us. So a practical handle on how we can usher in the works of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So individually, in our own quiet time, ask for the Holy Spirit to fill us. Whatever, you want to t- whatever term that you want to use, In infilling, fill me up, f- whatever, just ask for the Holy Spirit to come. That's the first step. Ask for the Holy Spirit to come. Or ask for an elder to pray for us to receive the Holy Spirit. He's with us, and we have access to him, but he will not force his way in. Keep that in mind. Invite him. And I promise you, you will know when it happens. Uh, Corporately, I want to talk a little bit corporately about being touched or being filled with the Holy Spirit. Like sometimes we, we, we have done church so well, I'm speaking us generally, we have done church so well, it becomes so professional, it becomes so polished that people, we just come and watch. Right? We just come and be entertained. But we need to soften our hearts and listen and praise and honor God. Because as we're, during the time of worship, if, if you felt these things, that means the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and trying to reveal things to us. Like if we're feeling emotional, right, for no reason, suddenly we feel emotional during the worship time. in, in from the standpoint of, of crying or maybe weeping or have some misty eyes, it's the Holy Spirit either speaking to us, encouraging us, convicting us, or, or, or strengthening us or giving us life or just revealing more of who Jesus is. Because sometimes we do cry once we realize, oh, wow, Jesus, you are amazing. You are amazing. So that's what the Holy Spirit is revealing to us, right? Wanting to praise. Uh, Suddenly, you know, normally you don't sing, but suddenly you you just feel this urge to sing, and then you try to stop. Please don't stop. That's one way to invite the Holy Spirit to come in is you feel this urge like, wait, I want to sing also. I want to praise Jesus. But no, no, that's not me. That's not okay. Please don't stop. Praise Jesus. you feel the urge to like exalt jesus or to raise our hands raise your hands raise your hands during worship it's okay you're not going to hurt anyone you're not going to offend anyone because it is jesus that's what matters that's the holy spirit is here to glorify jesus don't feel awkward um or, or you feel overwhelmed with like feelings of what joy forgiveness love for others gladness peace that is the holy spirit pouring out into his people, or we felt encouraged or prompted to to do something or say something to the body, and that's what Vanessa did, right? During the worship time, suddenly we just felt God drop a word or a picture or a song. What we want to do is bring it forth because it is meant to encourage everyone else, to speak life into everyone, and because of what Vanessa brought forth, I just felt, oh, there is someone here trusting for breakthrough. Or trusting for provision or trusting for something so we want to pray into that that's what it means to be obedient listen to the Holy Spirit be be obedient to it and let it out instead of worrying about well maybe that's just my imagination no when we are gathering together as a body it is not your imaginations it is God speaking to us all of us so these are that they're always signs of the Holy Spirit is moving in us and speaking to us and reveal things to us, especially when we gather corporately on Sundays. This is why we always want to invite our friends and our families to church. It's, it's not just so, you, please don't do it, it's just so I will feel good. Do it because when they come to church on a Sunday during the worship time, they will experience the feelings that I was just saying, those emotions, because God is revealing himself to us he is letting us know more of who he is we're growing in our revelation of him so when the local church gather in unity and love we know this from psalm 133 right i think we all know this well god commands his blessing if you read that it doesn't matter what translation you read god commands his blessing as in prosperity favor peace gift Um, gifting, blessing. He commands his blessing. There's a sense of unity and a sense of love. There's a sense of wanting to know who, who God is. So that's why when we invite friends to church on Sunday so they can experience that presence of, wow, there must be a God. There must be a God. And they will come to know him, know God for who he is. So it's not about putting on a show with worship and preaching. Even though we always strive to be the best that we can. I know these worship members. They spend a lot of time practicing. I mean, half of the worship team is my family member. I've seen the time and the effort they put into it. So they spend a lot of time to, to look well, but the idea is not to be polished. Yes, we want to do things well, but the idea is to help usher people into the presence of God. So please don't come and be entertained. Let's come and sing together. Hear God together as a family. And remember, when we gather together in unity, his blessing will be pulled out through the Holy Spirit. All right, so I want to bring this to an end by saying that the devil, he does exist, all right? Number one, I think we know that, right? Because we're here at church on Sunday, the devil does exist. Our enemy wants us to be just productive people, right? There's a production side by like doing a few volunteer things, here and there. Give some pocket change to a homeless person once in a while. And those are not bad things, by the way. Don't stop doing those things if you are. But the devil just think, want us to think that that's all you need to do. That's good enough. Give some pocket change to a homeless person once in a while. Go to church a few times a year. You know, I haven't been to church for a month now, so maybe I'll just go once in a while just to, like, appease God. No, that's not what it's about. Or just, like, Maybe put $5 in the, in the giving box. That's not what it's about. We talked about this all the time. Giving, the three things about giving, right? Number one, to acknowledge that Jesus is our ultimate provider. It's not my boss, not the government, not my abilities, not my gifting, not my education. This, Jesus is the ultimate provider, number one. Number two, obe- being obedient to scriptures by giving a tenth of what we have. Well, not giving saying thank you because god actually had give us everything so we're just offering back a tenth of what we have uh, actually i do want to say this because i don't know if i ever said this from the front i do give a tenth of my gross income because it's a way to say thank you jesus thank you for providing for me and i want to be obedient to scripture that's the second thing right and number three is to say this is where you have me at this local church. This is where I am, gathering together as my family for this time and for this season to do the things that you have called me to do, called us to do, to advance your kingdom. So this is... So don't do those little things. Be exceptional because the devil does not want us to unlock our full potential. We need to tap into the Holy Spirit. That sounded funny. We need to invite the Holy Spirit in so we can step into our potential the devil want to keep us from constantly wanting to be filled with the holy spirit the devil wants us to stop from obeying the holy spirit or worst of all needing the holy spirit because thinking well i'm good enough i know what to do i can provide for myself i can take care of myself i can solve all my problems anyway so last week we talked about the holy spirit i need to bring this to an end um last week We talked about the Holy Spirit as alive and active, now and forever. But this week, is about recognizing and desiring the impact of the Holy Spirit, to know that there's so much more for us. God wants us to be exceptional, not just average, and allow the Holy Spirit to fill us up and to work within us. Next week, we will talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit in, uh, which we know that is from 1 Corinthians 12, we will talk about what those are, what, those, what are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So once we know all those things, that's how we can fully achieve our potential, right? Understanding who is the Holy Spirit, know how he works, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that are available, available to us, and utilizing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's how we can fully walk into the potential that Jesus has planned for all of us not just the full-time ministry people, not just the church leaders, for every single one of us, right? For all of us to be able to do amazing things, to be exceptional, right? To break off generational sins. Have you guys ever seen what it's like to break off generational sins? It is amazing. It is amazing. I, if I can just maybe share uh, one example really quick. I don't know I, I want to bring this to an end, but one example really quick. I am the first in my entire family line both sides to know jesus that is what breaking up generational means. now my children will never know never have to battle the obstacles and the challenges that all the generation before me had to battle because of the dead devil the enemy have held my ancestors captive but now they will live free run wild not too wild, though. Run wild and live and be exceptional people, which they are. To break off generational sins, to see miracles, to, to see supernatural healing, loving one another despite our differences. Just, this is just like a small example. If you look around, we are a really small church, but we have so many different people, many different ethnic groups. I think we have like now close to like people from 20 different countries for a small church because the presence of God is here. We can look past people who are different than us, right? I know there are a lot of non-Asian people here. You're still look good-looking, but that was not funny. All right, that didn't, that didn't go over well. We're all good-looking. We're all good-looking, even if you're not Asian. We're all good-looking. But, but my point is, see, we're, because of the presence of God, we can still love one another, value one another, appreciate one another, and recognize that we are sons and daughters of God Most High, and we can learn how to share the good news through the leading of the Holy Spirit, and going back to again, we will do exceptional things. Just like John 14, verse 12, right? We will do greater things than Jesus did. So, um, amen. I mean, that's what I have for us for this morning. So why don't we stand up? Let's stand up. I'll, I'll pray, and we can, uh, we can really bring this to a close this morning. Uh, okay, let's close our eyes. Let's, uh, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for you for this morning. We just want to thank you for who you are. We just want to thank you for, for what you have done this morning, what you have done in the past, what you will do for the rest of the day and the rest of the week and the years and the decades to come. We're so thankful for who you are, God, that you are the firm foundation as we sang for. You are our firm foundation, and you are our living hope that we relied on, that we trust in, and I pray, Holy Spirit, always and continue to give us that revelation every day that we will constantly be filled with you, be led by you. And I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that Holy Spirit give us the strength and the conviction and the perseverance to hear you, to follow you, and to go where you take us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you, and we praise you. And let today be all about you, Jesus. We want to proclaim your good name, Jesus. We want to declare your goodness, and we want to say thank you to you, Jesus, to you and you alone. We love you, and we pray to all these things in your mighty name, God. Amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope you were encouraged. Don't forget to connect with us through our website, restoration.life, as well as on Facebook and Instagram.